intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you 83% of women who come into the trucking industry do so at the urging of a family member or friend. This week on the show, we are blessed to have Ellen Avoya of Women in Trucking. And we're discussing about uh, safety and women in trucking and the role that women in trucking, the organization plays in getting more women into our organization to make us more diverse and even safer. Uh, listen to Ellen. Here we go. Welcome to the Dog on It Trucking Podcast. When it comes to trucking safety, the dog is on it. What do we do on this show? I get to talk to some of the most influential trucking executives in our industry so that we can pick up new tips and tricks to use in our everyday businesses. So with that, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Dog on It Trucking Podcast. How in the heck are you? I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, you're one of the awesome people, so we have to have you on the show. That well, works for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ellen, I mean, I was just, just before we, I hit the record button, I was going to say I've known you since you were a recruiter for Schneider National is when we first met. Actually, I wasn't really a recruiter. I was uh, corporate level initiatives in the recruiting and retention area. But yeah, that's, that was quite a while ago. I think uh, 2006 when I was working for Schneider. We're here to talk about women in trucking. Why did you start such an organization? Well, I have to go back to when I was working at Schneider National. And my job as manager of retention and recruiting programs, again, those were corporate level initiatives, was to figure out, um, I was tasked with how to attract and retain non-traditional groups. And that included Hispanics, returning military, seniors, and women. Um, and so I started doing my research on what do women look for in a trucking company? What do women look for in the industry? And I realized that the trucking industry wasn't doing a very good job of trying to bring more women in, which women make up half the population, why not start, you know, recruiting women? Um, and Chris, at the time, I was working on my pilot's license, and I belonged to an organization called Women in Aviation. So I thought, well, if there's a women in aviation, why isn't there a women in trucking? And so I actually did copy a lot of their, like, their dues structure, website, a lot of things, and I told them that, too. I said, you know, I'm, I'm copying you, and they're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, and so I, I formed Women in Trucking, I put together a board of directors, um, got a, a, an attorney, uh, helped me with the, all the legal paperwork. And I actually started Women in Trucking while I was still at Schneider. And they were very, very supportive because they, again, wanted to figure out how to attract and retain more female drivers. So um, when I started it, I actually hired someone else to do the work um, and I would start raising funds and getting, you know, members and things like that. And our first year in 2007, we hit 500 members. So I knew that there was a nerve that was struck in the industry and um, we were off to a good start. 
that's awesome and uh, congrats because I you know we've had conversations at different places and the work that you do it doesn't just benefit women it also benefits men and because uh, I, I remember one said that. go ahead sorry go ahead well, well I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because about I don't know, 13% of our members are men and they join because they support our mission. So I, I like to say we're not for women, we're about women. Well, as, as you explained it many years ago to me, um, you said something about, well, if I can get, if women complain about lighting at a truck stop and you managed to get it improved, didn't you fix it for men as well? Like, Right. <laughs> and... Uh, there was the example of designing of trucks. If you want to say that, because um, you're much more eloquent than I am. <laughs> well, um, so we went to the truck manufacturer. Well, first of all, let me back up a little. And we're not just about drivers. I have, I have to make that clear. Women in trucking is for all women in the industry. And so it's women, you know, we have manufacturers, we have truck driving schools, we have um, truck dealerships, you know, carriers, truck drivers. We have individual and corporate members. So we represent the women who work in the trucking industry. But um, one of the things that we do is we want to be a resource. We want to take our members' concerns and then take those concerns and try to address the obstacles that they're facing. And so let's, let's say, you know, the truck stops. Um, women have a higher standard of cleanliness. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say all women have a higher standard of cleanliness, but typically. And so if a truck stop um, shower isn't clean, they're, you know, they have a higher standard. So if we can get the truck stops um, to, you know, put in, they put in um, one truck, truck stop chain at the request of our members, put in big shower heads and fluffy towels and hair dryers, and they even have flowers in the room. And, and they came to us and said, what else can we do to make it better? And our driver said, Make sure you clean the ventilation system and, you know, and they're doing it. Well, what guy doesn't want big fluffy towels in a cleaner bathroom? I think it sounds awesome myself, you know. <laughs> well, and let me, let me address the, the truck cab design and ergonomics. Yeah. Um, the, ma the manufacturers will be straight up front and tell you that a number of years ago, they would design trucks for the 95th percentile male. I still don't really understand what that means. But when they said, well, why should we design trucks that accommodate women when women are such a small percentage of the driver population? Well, now as more and more women are coming into the industry and being vocal about it, the truck head manufacturers are saying, how can we accommodate um, typically shorter stature, shorter legs, shorter arms, wider hips, you know, shorter typically um, females. Um, and so they're looking at... Um, like making sure they can see over the dash and making sure they can reach the pedals and that the seats fit comfortably um, and maybe a security alarm system. And one manufacturer even put in uh, a pass-through seat on the passenger side so you can um, store a porta potty underneath it. So they're listening. And, and again, it's not detracting <laughs> from what's there. We're not designing a truck just for women. We're designing trucks that accommodate men and women. And think about this, Chris. Most, a lot of women work in a team configuration with their husbands or boyfriends. So you might need to have a truck that fits a five foot three female and a six foot six male. Um, and so it's really about adaptability. 
Well, and the other part of that is not all men are six foot six. Some men are five foot three. And and some some of us are a little wider than others. Um, (laughs) I mean, I make that point only because I really believe what you've got the manufacturers to become a little more adapt to all of us. Um, And so congrats. I think that's awesome. Sorry, you were going to say something. We make them think. And here's an example. And I give this in presentations all the time. Um, When trucking companies, 13 years ago, when I started Women in Trucking, from carriers, all I'd hear is, oh, Ellen, we just hire the best driver. We don't care about their age, their ethnicity, their gender. We just want a good driver. And I'd say, really? Okay, well, then how come all your uniforms are built for men? How come you don't have restrooms in your facilities for women? How come, you know, and I'd start pointing out things. It really wasn't a level playing field. And so, you know, and I'd say, and how many of you still give out big belt buckles for safe driving awards? And they'd go, oh, okay. You know, it's just the trucking industry has been so male dominated that the mindset has been, we've always done it that way. So now when we say, hey, have you thought about this? It's not that anyone minds. It's like, oh, no, we hadn't thought about that. But thank you for bringing it to our attention. And by the way, we'll start buying female shirts or women's shirts for our female drivers. You know, I mean, how hard is that? Well, I I just, you know, I'm in the safety side of things. And uh, we were talking earlier on that. uh, Sorry, everybody else. We did a webinar together this morning that I got to hear Ellen talking about mental health. But we were talking, or you had mentioned about, um, how do you describe it, the built-in mechanisms of a woman compared to a man, especially when it comes to risk-taking. Right. So women activate the amygdala, which is the fear factor, much more quickly than men. And women are driven by estrogen. And estrogen encourages bonding um, and teamwork and collaboration. So that makes women look for different things in the industry and at a company. For example, Chris, um, a female driver has a much higher uh, value for her dispatcher, the relationship with her dispatcher and the culture of a company, because think about it. She's team oriented, collaborative. She wants to feel like a part of the, you know, the, she wants the culture to feel inclusive. So, research has shown that women will stay longer if they have a good relationship with their dispatcher, but they'll also leave more quickly if they don't. Um, But the other part of that um, is that um, the American Transportation Research Institute found that men were 20% more likely to be involved in a crash in every statistically significant area, meaning at night, intersections, curves, you name it, um, men were 20% more likely to be in a crash. So, Women are more risk averse. And, and as we mentioned earlier, that means that if, if you're sending a driver out in uh, roads that are like snow or, you know, there's hurricanes or whatever, um, a risky uh, driving condition, that's a very huge negative to everybody. Um, but even more so for women because we don't want to take those risks. Yeah, and I've always believed women are just plain safer drivers. Um, you know, and, and the four wheelers right now up here, as I drive on the highway, I, I wonder if that is changing. 
because I see it's mostly the younger women under 40 because I'm an old guy and I see them taking what I believe are much more risks than typically women used to take. Um, and I haven't seen that translate into trucking at all. I still believe women truck drivers are far safer uh, than us males because they don't want to take risk. But Right. And, and I think you're right. I, that data doesn't apply to the general population as a whole. It, it was for commercial drivers. So um, not sure what AAA has found with their, you know, the four wheelers. But I know in the trucking industry, um, women have found to be much safer. Yeah. And the other part of the industry, and I know you represent, um, I think you said diesel techs or mechanics as well, but I've often thought about the difference in recruiting between having a female recruiter and a male recruiter. And I don't know if you ever thought about this, but women's intuition, um, I think, is so much sharper than us men. And they know when a man, especially a man, but I think they know when anybody is lying or stretching the truth, which is such a powerful tool in recruiting. We are also going to find out that female drivers ask a lot more questions. And, and I just want everyone listening to know that I'm generalizing here, okay? I'm not saying every female and every male, I'm just generalizing, but um, recruiters have told me and women have told me that they ask a lot more questions so that they know what they're getting into. Um, and so, and it's not just a female recruiter, Chris, Women want to see women in leadership at trucking companies. They want to make sure that there's visible women at, in the boardroom and as managers and safety directors. So when women see more women in leadership, they think, oh, this is a place that's more, um, more gender diverse and more accepting of, of females. Uh, and, and I'm glad to say that I've got a, several clients. Um, one, just one client, is, the trucking company is actually owned by the woman. Uh, but the uh, spouse of the owner plays a very significant role in the trucking company. Uh, basically, the trucking company won't run if, uh, if the female doesn't show up, at least it won't run very well. So, Well, and here's, here's another piece of data that really reflects uh, what, what brings women into the industry. 83%, we did a best practices study, 83% of women who come into the trucking industry do so at the urging of a family member or a friend. So that means a husband or boyfriend, a dad, a brother, uh, or a mom or a sister, it's not necessarily a male. Um, so what does that mean to you in safety or to recruiting? It means that these women coming into the industry typically know what is expected of them and they know what the lifestyle is. They know what's coming. Um, and so women don't leave the industry because of home time. And that's a, a myth that I'd like to dispel right now because men leave because of home time. And I'll talk about that, but women leave because of safety. It's all about safety. So you just brought up an interesting thing. If you were, um, if a woman walked up to you on the street and said, Ellen, uh, you've, you've had a great career. Uh, not that you're ending it anytime soon, and it just happened to be in transportation, what would you recommend for me? What would you say to a woman to try to convince, or even a man really, uh, to try to say, what's good about trucking? Well, first of all, women make the exact same amount of money as their male counterparts 
at their carriers. It's they're paid by the mile, by the load, by the whatever. Um, I don't know any company out there who's got two sets of, you know, rate pay scales for different genders. It's just, it just doesn't work that way. In fact, um, it's been proven that women actually can make more money and a lot of women will run more miles or be more uh, productive miles. Um, so the pay is equal. The other misconception is that a lot of women think that you have to be big and burly or physically, you know, uh, huge, uh, big and burly. And, and that's not the case. Um, the trucks these days, uh, with all the technology and automation on them, it's taken away a lot of the physical aspects of the job. So we need to make sure that people understand that. Women also think that they need to be mechanically minded. And Chris, how many guys are out there fixing their engines? I mean, remember 20, 30 years ago, a truck would break down on the side of the road and all the truck drivers would stop and pull out their tool kits, their toolboxes and help them? doesn't happen anymore. Um, you don't have to be mechanically minded. And the third one is women think, well, I can't do this because I don't know how to shift. Well, guess what? Not only do we have automated transmissions, but if they don't, you can shift, you know, and, and you can back. It's, you know, it's not as difficult as people picture the job. And then the last thing I want to mention is, um, it used to be that a driver would be gone for weeks at a time and run from East Coast to West Coast. Not anymore. Everything's regional, local. Uh, you know, you're home a lot more because companies want you home a lot more. Um, and they want you to have a more work-life balance and, and family time. So I would say there are great jobs in the trucking industry. And you can choose. I mean, you don't have to be gone. You could haul trash or you could deliver parts, supplies in, you know, maybe pick up milk from dairy farms in your home every night. So that's, you know, there's lots of opportunities that will fit a person's lifestyle. And the biggest issue we have with bringing women into the industry as drivers is they think they need all the qualifications um, or they won't be able to make it. And our job is to say, you can do this. You can do this. And so we try to tell stories. We have a member of the month and we want to tell stories about women in the industry who love their jobs and are doing it. And, and that's how else can we share um, what the lifestyle and the job is like if we don't tell stories? Well, that's how we all learn is through stories. Right. You know, talking about repairs on the road, I don't know of a company any longer that wants a driver repairing their own equipment anymore. There's too much right. liability there. And shifting is not that hard, but in many trucks, you don't have to do it anymore. And right. I mean, my background, I was with a company that's changed names several times. They were TNT when I was there and we did auto parts. And a lot of our runs were a 10 hour drive down, sleep in your bunk, and then you came home the next day. And there was no hand bombing because it was auto parts. Uh, it was, and it was, a lot of it was scheduled runs. So there's an awful lot of work in the transportation industry that is flipping awesome work. And it's decent pay. That's right. And you're right. It, it, there is no pay diversity unless, you know, when you say that for drivers, that's absolutely true. I wonder if it's true in the office environment. 
I'm going to tell you it probably isn't. Um, and I also think, I, I mean, I could talk for hours about getting more women in um, male-dominated corporate settings um, because, again, I'm just going to go back to, well, we've always done it that way. And, and, you know, you hire people that have the same values and who look like you. And so if it's all white males in the corporate, you know, the director's, uh, you know, seats, then that's what they're comfortable with. So um, we need to see more women at higher levels. And we did a women in trucking um, index. We do it every year with the Memphis University. And there's 15 publicly traded trucking companies in the United States. Half of them have no women in management. And more and more are getting women on their boards, but about two-thirds have women on their boards. And so there's still a ways to go to get more women as leaders. That's disappointing. And um, one of the companies that I do some work for, not a lot, they, uh, because they are a 500-truck fleet, and um, they shouldn't need a safety consultant. And they don't. I, they ask me to do special projects from time to time. But that company, it's a husband and wife that run the company. And the, um, the wife is the, often is the one talking to the drivers and uh, is largely the face of the management. Um, just because that's how they've chosen to divide their roles, which is really good. Uh, so at the driver meetings and everything, it's, she is always there. Sometimes her husband is there, uh, sometimes not. Because for him, that's not his role in the company. So a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Next time you're up, uh, if you probably heard the truck world got canceled this year, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. um, but the next time you're up, if I can get the two of you together, I think you would enjoy meeting her if you haven't already. But Ellen, I, I've totally lost track of time there's timers going but because i hit record way before we actually started recording i got no idea um have we what else would you like to say to the listeners and the viewers about women in trucking well since you're in canada um a lot of people say well you're a us-based organization and we are but i will also say that a large percentage of our members are in canada we even have a Canadian image team. Um, we have a scholarship foundation. We've given many scholarships to um, women in Canada, technicians, um, safety directors. You know, we, we feel that Canada is our partner. Um, and yes, we're US-based, but we have a huge presence in Canada. And um, our image team, we plan on doing more uh, with them and have more ride-alongs. And then, as you mentioned, Truck World got canceled, but we, were, we would have had our salute to women behind the wheel again in Canada, which we always do at Truck World. So, um, and our very first female driver of the year, uh, Susie DeRitter, is a Canadian. So um, we do have, a, we, we love Canadians. Um, and so when people say, well, you're U.S.-based, I just want them to know that just because we're based in the U.S. doesn't mean we're only U.S. In fact, we're in 10 countries. Which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but when we talk about being U.S.-based, there's some advantages to that for women, such as, you know, where are the trucks manufactured? So when you want to talk to a trucking manufacturer to change a design or make it more inclusive of more people, you know, who do you want going down there? So right. I right. absolutely believe there's advantages to that. And uh, 
I don't think, I have to uh, say, I think I'm sinful at the moment. I don't know that I've, I'm a member of Women in Trucking. I was for years and I don't remember renewing. So that's wow. why I say I'm sinful at the moment. <laughs> we can change that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you can send me an invoice. You got it. <laughs> well, it's a, I am a member of um, the Women Trucking Federation up here in Canada, and uh, which is a Canadian organization. I know you know mm -hmm. Shelley well. And, I do. Uh, yeah, and I know you collaborate from time to time on different issues, which is awesome. That's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the pleasures I get, by the way, Ellen, is I get to go to uh, truck driving schools from time to time. Um, back before we went virtual, I'm the auditor for PTDI. So um, I used to go to North American wide to different truck driving schools. And thank God nowadays, almost every class I went into, there were women there. And Good. <laughs> every time I saw a woman, I would ask, do you know about WIT? Like if it was in the States. And, uh, and if they didn't, I would introduce them and make sure they knew about the organization. Uh, because I do believe that you do absolutely wonderful work. So, we and and I think I mean a, a student membership is ten dollars US, which is very reasonable. And the reason we do that is because we want to provide mentors, we want to provide um, other drivers who can help them. We want to give them a community that they can come to for advice and for asking questions. We have a Facebook page with about eleven thousand mostly female drivers on it, and that's free. Anyone can go there. Um, so I encourage people to do that as well. But we want to be the resource that people come to and say, we need this kind of information. How can you help us? Like, how can you help us with recruiting ads? You know, what do women look for? Uh, you know, I'm going to give you something out of our recruiting guide, Chris, that you might be interested in. On our Facebook page, I asked the question, um, how many of you have a motorcycle or a motorcycle license? And almost 80% of the female drivers on our Facebook page had a motorcycle or a motorcycle license. So think about where you should be recruiting, right? Put a, put a, a, a shirt on one of your happy female drivers and put her in a charity run back or when we have them again um, and, and let her talk about how much she loves working for your company. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. That's the kind of woman, a woman who doesn't mind riding a motorcycle is the type of woman who doesn't mind working in the trucking industry. Uh, I, I think we need, I know we need more women in the industry, uh, both in the office and out there driving the trucks, because quite honestly, both of those groups would make the industry a heck of a lot safer. And you know, at the moment, there's an insurance, uh, I'll say it's a crisis. I don't think it's going to change. I think it's, it's a permanent change where all of a sudden insurance has become very important and you can't afford to crash trucks. So one great way to control your insurance would be to crash less. And you could do that by hiring more females, you know, that's true. <laughs> very true. All right. Last one, one thing you didn't ask me about our conference yet, Chris, the conference. Uh, perfect. I'm glad. Cause we well, were, it was funny. We were scheduled to do this so that you could promote your conference and things have changed. Our conference was supposed to be towards the end of uh, September in Dallas. And of course we had to cancel. And so now it will be a virtual conference and it'll be um, 
the end of November, I think it's the 23rd, 24th, something like that. Um, so, but we're really packing it with great speakers um, and we're going to have breakout sessions. We're going to have brown bag lunches, quote unquote. It's going to be full of um, networking opportunities and educational uh, seminars and presentations. And, and we think we're going to get Secretary Chow. We're hoping that we can have her as well. So um, it's all on our website, womenintrucking.org. And I invite people to check it out and attend. And I will make sure that link is in the show notes below so they can be taken right to the Women in Trucking registration page. Thank you, Chris. All right. Awesome. I'm glad you uh, slapped me up the side of the head for that one. Ellen, last word. What would you like to say? I would like everybody who's listening who believes that we need more women working in transportation supply chain to consider joining Women in Trucking and it's womenintrucking.org because we're not just about drivers. We're not just about, um, you know, it's, 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 for, it's about bringing more women in and making this uh, industry more inclusive. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ellen, for being on. I appreciate you and your time for this. Thank you, Chris. Hope you loved the show as much as I did. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up, a review, a comment, a rating if it is in your heart. Thank you so much. And I do really appreciate your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.